The events of the last week remind us that we are living in unusual times. That might sound like hyperbole, but consider some of these truths. For months, we have been struggling with the horrors and the complications and the limitations of a worldwide pandemic. We all know far more than we care to know about COVID-19 and its effect on our lives and our world. For months, we have also been dealing with major questions about racial injustice, trying to absolve ourselves with, from our deep ties to white supremacy and white privilege and find a way toward healing and wholeness. We have a long way to go on this subject. There's an important conversation after church today that'll keep us on that journey. And then, in the middle of this past week, we witnessed an insurrection, the storming of our nation's Capitol building with both terror and smugness. We saw rioters scaling walls. We saw people shattering windows, people walking through corridors so brazenly, people in offices. We saw threatening signs and images, including the Confederate flag waved inside our nation's capital. We saw police and legislators fearful against a mob. People died. Many people were injured, equipment, furniture destroyed, and major questions have been raised. Could this be real? What is happening to our democracy? How do we get to a better place? When are we going to get there? How long is it going to take on this road to a more perfect union? And we are still continuing to sort out our way. Here's what we know. Words matter. And words shape worlds. The events of the past week unfolded because of continuing rants and accusations about the recent presidential election. Let's be honest. The events of the past week unfolded because of lies and tweets and incendiary comments from the current occupant of the Oval Office. What we saw this week emerged from months or maybe even years of hateful rhetoric and inability to tell the truth and the refusal of seemingly good people to stand up to a man wholly consumed with himself over the good of our nation. Words matter. And words shape worlds. May God give us clarity and may God give us courage and all things needed to be truth tellers and to be agents of justice and reconciliation in these days. That's our calling. In these most unusual times, I'm grateful for our sacred scriptures and the connections that we share to the liturgical year, to the important telling of this 
Christian story. Words matter, and words shape worlds. With everything going on in our lives across the nation and around the world, we want and we need, perhaps now more than ever, to open our hearts to God's word. We seek to be shaped and focused in a certain way, not with hateful rhetoric, not with divisive activities, but toward faithful living, trusting God, serving God. That's what our lives are intended to be about, trusting God and serving God. Across the recent weeks, we've been listening afresh along with Christians all around the world to various words about the coming of God into the world. These stories intend to shape who we are and shape everything that we are about. We reviewed just a few weeks ago the announcement from angel Gabriel to Mary that she would bear a son and his name would be Jesus and his arrival in the world would mark God's new beginning of God's activity for the kingdom of God. We heard the story from Luke's gospel about the shepherds in the fields and angels appearing and the good news of great joy. To you is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We heard again the story of the wise men from the east making their way, following the star, to Bethlehem in Matthew's gospel. We also heard again the poetry from the gospel of John. It's not about a babe. It's not about Mary and Joseph and a manger. It's about the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. It's about the light shining in the darkness, and no darkness is too much for God's light. Those stories are all so important and maybe more important than ever before. The message of these stories is that we are not left on our own and we are not all alone in the world. God comes among us. God is born for us. God comes in beside us. God becomes one of us. All of this is to assure us again, we are not abandoned, not even with the messes that we make of our lives. God's steadfast love is forever. God cares so much to come among us, Savior of the world. God will not leave us to our destructive, to our divisive, to our debilitating ways. God will not leave us alone, even in our tendencies to take sides and divide, to accuse and to fight, to destroy all that is sacred to us. God will not leave us in the midst of this world pandemic. God's love is forever. We're called to be God's loving people, trusting and serving God all our days. Today we have a scripture passage, as you've been alerted, from the gospel according to Mark. And Mark has no story about Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. Mark's gospel begins with a very short introduction, just some announcing words. This is the gospel of Jesus, the Messiah. And there's a mention of Isaiah the prophet in those first couple of verses. But then after three brief verses, it says this. 
And listen. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This passage of, from Mark has so many intriguing details John, somewhere out in the wilderness, this strange character who invites people to turn their lives around and be baptized. He wears camel's hair and has a leather belt and he eats locusts and wild honey. And there's John's promise. This one is coming after him who is so great, who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It's that point that I want to give some attention to today in these most unusual times. Jesus came to John to be baptized, and just as he was coming out of the water in the Jordan River, he saw the heavens, it says, torn apart, and the Spirit descending like a dove, and this voice, You are my Son, the Beloved. There's an image here that deserves our careful attention. The heavens torn apart. The Spirit descending and this voice. This is not a sweet little baptism at our beautiful baptismal font. This is not just a gentle moment when this pretty little dove comes and alights on Jesus. The Greek word used here is schizo. This is the same root that gives us the word schizophrenia. That mental disease that results in torn or split personalities. Schizo means tear apart, rend into pieces. And in describing what happens to the heavens at Jesus' baptism, all of the gospel writers use this word. It's a violent word, a descriptive word. It's the same word you may recall used at the death of Jesus on the cross. When Jesus died on Good Friday, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. It's a vivid image, split, torn, ripped open. At Jesus' baptism, the heavens rip open. At Jesus' death, the curtain of the temple is torn into two. Here's the message. In the opening of Mark's gospel, without a birth story, 
Mark is showing us as vividly as he can the main message about Jesus. God has torn open the heavens and come down. It's a big deal. It's a big event, tearing open the heavens. In this incident, we are intended to see and understand Jesus' identity coming from the heavens, coming from God, coming down to be with us. In Jesus, God has committed the act of breaking open the heavens and entering the world. And Mark wants the world to know it. In these unusual times, this word, schizo, feels so helpful. God tears open the heavens to make a way toward us. God tears open the heavens and gives God's very self to us. The beloved comes among us. And what follows in Mark's gospel is Jesus urgently, quickly, immediately going about the work of God, helping, healing, loving, forgiving, caring, strengthening, all of it bringing about the kingdom of God in the world. And when we celebrate and reflect on Jesus' baptism, God tearing open the heavens and coming down among us, we're invited to think about our own lives related to baptism and related to Jesus. You know, our daily getting up, going around, serving God lives. This is what we're about. We live in the midst of such unusual times. We're also always and forever part of God's inbreaking. That's our calling. We're part of God's inbreaking, part of God's redeeming work in the world. There'll always be doubters and troublemakers. There always have been. There will always be questions and uncertainty. There always have been. There will always be invitations to do our own thing, to tend to our selfish inclinations, to grab and grasp power. There will always be seasons of confusion. There will always be setbacks along the way. But like Jesus, like Jesus, we've been baptized. The heavens have been torn open. Open as God comes to us, claiming us, calling us, showing us how to live. We don't live to ourselves. We live to God in love and in service. We do not seek power and might. We seek humility, kindness, compassion, especially for the less fortunate. We do not hoard wealth and steal what is not ours. We give, we share, we spread light. We look for God's love everywhere. We do not claim what is not ours. We claim what we can for a more just world, for a more wholesome and hopeful society. Words matter. 
Words shape worlds. Our world, our world is shaped by the promises and the presence of God who comes among us, who tears open the heavens to get to us and to show us the power and the presence and the promises of God right around us, among us, for us, and for the whole world. Our world is shaped not by selfish principles, but by service, promoting the coming reign of God, a reign of peace, a reign of hospitality and possibility for everyone, a reign of justice and joy for everyone, a reign of light and love for everyone. Words matter. Words shape worlds. Our lives are shaped by these words. We belong to God. We seek to love and serve God today, tomorrow, forever. You are my beloved, says the Lord. Come and follow me, says the Lord. In these most unusual times, may we deeply appreciate the powerful and transforming news. God comes among us. God comes to be with us. The heavens tear open and God comes down. Jesus is God's beloved who comes to renew the world for God's purposes. We are God's beloved and we're called to work together and work with God for the redeeming of the world, the renewal of the world with love and justice for everyone. Let us focus our lives not on all the distractions, not on all the divisions, but solely on the redemptive work of God. We seek to give our lives in loving service for joy, for justice, for God's reign in the world. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, fill our lives with your presence and peace. Remind us again that our lives are grounded in you, in your love. You are our hope in all moments of life. Cover us with your spirit, O God. Help us trust your power and your presence and help us to live following Jesus in love and service. Amen.